0: Disclaimer, I am a counseling student, I am not a mental health professional, and I cannot give or offer mental health services. You are listening to Good You. My name is Samantha, I'm your host today, and today I'll be sitting down with uh, Victoria LeBlanc, who is a self-love and spiritual coach. So Today, I wanted to talk about uh, self-love, loving ourselves, and what that's supposed to look like. I really appreciate having Victoria on. She it was so informative uh, on what it takes to get to where we need to be in our self-love journey, and in it, she shares a little bit about her own self-love journey, but uh, last week, she did upload a podcast episode of her own to her podcast, Blissfully Bloom. And it was a whole episode about her self-love journey. So definitely recommend giving it a listen. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It's, it's a long one, so I'm keeping the intro short. And make sure to follow Victoria at blissfully.bloom on instagram that's b-l-i-s-s-f-u-l-l-y dot b-l-o-o-m all right enjoy today's episode let's get started All right. Hello, Tori.
1: Hello, Sam.
0: How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fantastic. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. I appreciate you coming on today to talk with me about self-love.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I feel so grateful that you invited me here today and I can't wait to share my wisdom with you all.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. This is, um, I think I can say this, like you're my coach. Like, I know you couldn't say it because confidentiality, but I will say it. She is my self-love coach. And I had to have her on because I have learned so much about myself just by talking mm-hmm. with her. And she's, she's just such a great coach. And I'm, I'm going to let her introduce herself. I was just about to do it, but how about Tori? Why don't you tell us a little about yourself and what you do?
1: Of course, of course. And thank you so much for that, Sam. That just warmed my heart. We're going to get more into it. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I am Victoria LeBlanc, a self-love and spiritual coach. I actually just recently started my own coaching business back in June this past summer. And I was going through my coaching training. And during the time, I really didn't know what niche, I don't know if y'all say niche or niche. I don't even know how to say that word honestly. I've I, heard I it try. every way. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, all it stands for is basically the topic of the focus of what you may be coaching on. There's business coaches, relationship coaches, there may be mindset coaches. But for me, I really didn't, I had uh just I don't know, I was really confused as to what I should pick. Mm-hmm. And then it just stumbled upon me that I have been really on this self-love journey of mine and personal growth journey, self-healing journey. And I really thought, well, I really wanted to be a self-love coach because of my own struggles of self-love and how I overcame those in the past and how I am still overcoming and healing parts of myself because it is a journey. You're always gonna find stuff to heal. You're always going to notice parts of yourself that need that deep inner work. And I wanted to empower women to know that where they are doesn't have to be where they stay. And that is why I chose self-love, the self-love side. And then the spiritual side, I chose that because I have grown so much on my spiritual journey as well. And I think spirituality is really just coming back and remembering your truth and remembering that you have this love and light within you as well. And so they're kind of like interconnected because mm-hmm. the, the love part and then also spiritual part, the light part, coming back and remembering your own truth and remembering that you have this light with inside of you and you have this energetic ability to really connect to the universe, connect to source, connect to your higher self and bring those two together is just incredible with the effects that it can have. So that's why I chose those two niches.
0: Wow. It sounds like you resonated a lot, like maybe a lot of the ones that were being named in your, in your certification classes that you were just like, this doesn't resonate with me Mm -hmm. and you found your own. So that's really powerful that you felt like none of these fit, but I know it does. And you went on your own little pathway.
1: Yes. 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 And I love the flexibility of it too. You know, you get to choose really.
0: Oh yeah. And if if there's ever, you know, a different area of your life where you feel like, you know what, like, I feel like I've done as much as I can with self-love. And I feel like now I'm at this journey where I want to talk about self-motivation or, um, you know, other types of coaching, mm-hmm. you have that av- availability with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so what I really work with is women who may be struggling with self-sabotage or comparison mm-hmm. or finding it really hard to learn how to love themselves and coming back to that remembrance of, oh yeah, I wasn't born hating myself. We were all born with just this pure love within within us.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: along the way along our journeys we may have just forgotten that love and so it's really coming back to remembering that
0: yeah or we're surrounded by people that didn't help us uh, like acquire that love and so that's yeah. where we kind of left it
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah
0: just calling myself out here anyway um <laughs> oh. Oh. okay it's fine <laughs> So what, so what made you decide on coaching? Like, what was it in your life where you were like, you know, this is what it, this is it. Cause I think a lot of people, especially in their twenties
1: don't know what the hell
0: they want to do. Uh, they get sent off at 18 to go to college, figure it out. And then just, yeah.
1: (laughs) are coolest, like, it's like Nemo jumping into the water in the ocean. They're all in the bags, but it's like, okay how to get out of the bag.
0: Oh my God. You know? I love that analogy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's almost like, I feel like you're putting yourself in a box sometimes because with you're in college and you're going to school for, I don't know, you may be going to school for a doctor or in my case education. And then you think, okay, since I went to school for this, I have to get a I job in this area.
0: I spent all yeah. this time, money, mm-hmm. resources, learning this. That's why, I mean, I think a lot of people start with general studies but even that you can get kind of stuck and graduate in general studies. And you're like, I I don't know what I'm doing now.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if anybody out there is going through that, of those struggles, mm. those internal struggles in your mind of, okay, what is, why am I here? What is my purpose? I think a lot of us go through that at one point in time. And I mean, some people are born knowing exactly.
0: Oh, blessed. what bless,
1: yes. It is. <laughs> they may have these gifts and talents And they know for sure, you know, like the singers out there, the basketball stars who are just born athletes or born with this just beautiful gift within us that they want to share their voices with the world with their voices by singing. Mm -hmm. But some of us, it may not be the case, you know, we may not be born professional (laughs) singers or professional athletes, right? So it's just coming to, okay, we all have a purpose here it's just figuring out again remembering that purpose because it's already within you and you don't have to go looking for answers all outside of you they're already there it's just coming back to okay what may have been interested what may have i have been interested when i was younger that might be giving me clues as to what i may be wanting to do now yeah. and so i wasn't always I didn't always know that I wanted to be a coach. Right. And I started off whenever I was in college, I wanted to be a teacher. And I thought, you know, maybe I want to help kids to really make an impact in that way. And then I really went into the classroom after I graduated and I was just bamboozled because... I truly, I was like, this is what it's really like. Like, there's kids running all over the place. And I mean, I mean, literally, I was chasing kids down the hallways. at some
0: Oh, hallways. man. What age was this that you were teaching?
1: Second graders. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was just like, they were like the school of fish. One kid <laughs> would go in and out, and then they follow the other. I mean, y'all have some <laughs> sneaky plans.
0: <laughs> oh, I bet. They're all collaborating. <laughs> I
1: mean, on the inside, I mean, on the outside, I was smiling, you know, keeping that teacher oh, yeah. acting out. You know, you got all- <laughs> to be happy. You got to be all And then on the inside, like Rose on the Titanic, I was screaming. <laughs> I was screaming.
0: Sinking and screaming.
1: <laughs> yes. I mean, I couldn't keep my boat afloat. Yeah. Really. That's how I felt. And I was just like, I don't want to live the rest of my life this way. And that was mm-hmm. a pure sign that maybe... I chose the path that, I mean, I could totally do it's possible for me, but was it, was it in my heart? Like was my heart telling me to stay in it? And truth be told, it wasn't, it wasn't. And then whenever I was going through this turmoil in my mind and all this anxiety, I was really, really anxious at the time because I felt like a complete failure. I really thought I was letting down my parents, letting down my friends, letting down my boyfriend. And then I stumbled upon this Instagram ad and something within me was like, this isn't just a regular ad because this is stirring something within me that really I was drawn to it. It was a coaching ad for a training. Okay. And then I really took a step and leap, a leap of faith into it. And that's how I really got into coaching from just trust and really allowing my intuition to guide me. Yeah. to the Right path.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us, uh, struggle with intuition and listening to ourselves because we're kind of taught to listen to everyone else. Mm-hmm. And so we start to avoid our own voice and mm-hmm. it's really good that you did that because now you're here and you're doing exactly what you love to do because you listen yeah. to your gut.
1: Yes. And, and I would say it's not all easy. It's not all rainbows and butterflies starting a business. So, I mean, there was some struggles with teaching, but there's also some struggles with this as well. But I Mm -hmm. know that I'm sticking with it because I know that it is meant for me. I finally Mm -hmm. feel like it doesn't even feel like a job to me at this point. It feels like I'm coming back to something that I was just born to step into. Yeah. So yeah. It feels different.
0: Yeah. You know what? That's a good point that you said that because a lot of people say like, once you find the job that you love, you're going to, it's not going to feel like work, but like it it's true. And it's not like there are days Mm -hmm. where it does feel like work and it is because you have to basically, your own like especially with you're starting your own business you have to be your own business manager your financial manager your your social media manager uh you have to constantly market yourself and then and then on top of that you're you're a coach Mm -hmm. so there's all these different aspects and and like let's say if coaching was all you had to do maybe you had all these other people doing those other things for you. Oh, you'd probably be thriving, right? Like you'd be doing exactly that, but it's it's sometimes it's not that easy, but the coaching itself makes up so much for all those other things.
1: Yes. Yes. Like seeing you leave a session, just feeling so, I don't know, like you just feel so grounded. Yeah. Yeah. I just love it. I love it. And it just brings it lights up my soul seeing Ugh, that. Like I'm that, so
0: excited so. for our session after this. <laughs> 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 we scheduled this at a perfect time. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> so the self-love coach, what does self-love look like?
1: Yeah, so everyone has a different definition and their own definition for self-love. Mm-hmm. But for me, I feel like self-love really is knowing, knowing yourself, understanding yourself and who you are, all of your beautiful qualities, and maybe all of the ones that you perceive as flaws and knowing and understanding that you are whole as you are, you are complete as you are and, and loving yourself unconditionally, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And so what this can look like is you being your own best friend, your supporter. And your own parent, your own love. You know, you can take yourself out on romantic dates. Yeah. You forgiving yourself, even when it's hard to, Mm -hmm. even when you may have messed up again and again and again and again, and mistake after mistake still coming after and knowing that you're human, you're going to make mistakes, but it's okay. And coming that, back to that forgiveness, that self-compassion. It's giving yourself, like I said, the gift of unconditional love and allowing yourself to receive that from yourself and from others and knowing that you deserve the most purest love from yourself and from others. And you know, not accepting anything else other than that and listening to your body nourishing yourself, nourishing your body and really letting go of all of those shameful thoughts about your body as well. Yeah. But I mean, if the shame comes still coming back to that love and looking at it from a place of love and not from a place of guilt or shame, Mm -hmm. trusting yourself, trusting and knowing that you, you are just so incredible. And that trust is meant to be there. You are meant to trust yourself and fueling your soul, fueling your mind, fueling your body with love. And yeah, there's, there's probably a whole list of what could look like, but that is just a few nitbits that I came up with from this question that you gave me. And I feel like You know, it is a journey. And the point of it all is not perfection, but Mm. progress. And looking at it that way, because where you are right now and where you are at at your self-love you may look back five years from now and feel like, oh my gosh, I've come so far. Instead of looking at the mirror and telling myself really, really mean words and unkind words, now I come back and whenever I look in the mirror now, I, I am just really in awe and wonder of myself. And I look at myself with such genuine love now in yeah. the mirror. So it's just those, it could even be so small and minute, but to you, it means the world Yeah, that you've come so far.
0: Yeah. When you're able to start seeing that progress and mm-hmm. see like, I look back to, you know, high school or college me and I'm like, that girl did not have any love for herself and mm. you feel so sorry for them. But like to know where you have came from to where you are now, it really does like put into a perspective of like how much work you put in. Because sometimes like, you know, the amount of work you put in is, is on this graph, right. And it's constantly Mm -hmm. slowly going up. If you, if you are working on yourself, right. And a little piece every day, like it doesn't look different. Kind of like say, let's say you're kind of going through weight loss. Like if you're, if you're judging yourself today by yesterday, it's not going to look by like much, Mm -hmm. but if you have that progress photo from a month ago, you look at how much work you've put in same thing Mm -hmm. with your mental health or self-love
1: Yeah.
0: Maybe if you start journaling at the beginning, right. And you can read back on those journals and think, wow, like the difference from then to now.
1: Mm. Yes. I love that. That's evidence, right? That's your thought patterns. That's your, the stories that were in your mind and you know, how you even responded to certain situations or how you treated yourself back then. That was just incredible. yes. So keep those journal entries. Oh yeah,
0: exactly. Because like you can, you know, that self-doubt comes in and, and so as of this recording, uh, my episode for, uh, this coming up Wednesday, I was telling you about is Mm -hmm. about self-doubt. I talked with a, Mm -hmm. a, a different coach. She she's a tough love coach. And, oh. uh, <laughs> and we talked a lot about self-trust at the end mm-hmm. it, it we didn't, I don't think mean to really get there, but we did. And, you know, um, the self-trust and self-love really intertwine a lot. And that's mm-hmm. something that, uh, I don't, I just came up stumbled upon during one of our sessions together was that I realized like, I have all this self-love, but I just don't trust myself and mm-hmm. and i and i realized that it's because i've 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 let myself down in so many instances where i would never let anyone i i know down in those same instances yeah so it's it's a lot about being honest with yourself being realistic because like like i said like we could totally say oh man i haven't really made any progress. And it's like, are Mm -hmm. are you, are you being realistic? Because if we think about where we were, it it really does shine and show how much you've done. And like, sometimes there's going to be times where you take a few steps back, but like you said, like continue being okay with that and making sure that you're not turning it into kind of like a shame or a guilt on ourselves instead Mm -hmm. being like, more accepting and loving and understanding of where we are right now.
1: Yes. I love that word understanding too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because then you feel, you feel seen and heard. Validated. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You validate yourself. Yeah. In it all. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, what makes negative thoughts fester in our minds?
1: Yes. So our minds, they, their main jobs is on survival, and they do not put happiness at the forefront. Mm -hmm. So we actually have these tendencies as humans to have this negative bias. And for those who may not have heard this word before, it's this phenomenon for us to pay more attention and give more weight, give more value on negative experiences and kind of just throw out the door all of the neutral or positive experiences. And for me, I don't even like to label negative or positive, but I think what we really, when we label negative, we feel these uncomfortable feelings. So there's just yeah. this really un- discomfort within us that we feel. Mm-hmm. And that's how, because our, our thoughts and our feelings are intertwined. So mm-hmm. how you feel is a direct indication of what yep. you may have been thinking yep. Just just five seconds ago. So when we were back, let's go back, back, back in time, when our ancestors were really they didn't really have houses like, like we do right now, right. They were exposed to a lot of predators. And so their natural instinct and, and they were natural, their natural instinct was to survive. Right. And so that really was encoded in our brains, the survival mode. And I mean, it can be beneficial. Yes. But then, not all the time, right? Right. We're constantly, you know, thinking about either putting ourselves down for certain situations, if we want to impress other people, or even during that back in time, it was survival based on predators, but also survival based on, I want to stay in the group and I don't want to be kicked out and banished and then have to be have to fend for myself that Mm -hmm. is just basically i'm going to not make it yeah and so that that is still encoded as well and so as humans we may not have the same threats as we did in the past but Mm -hmm. our brains don't know that yeah and so basically we like if you don't think that let's say as an example you don't think that you're good enough deep down in your brain that may signal to your brain that, well, I'm gonna be left alone. And you may t- take up this story within your mind and, and constantly reaffirm that story again mm-hmm. and again. And it really, it really doesn't serve you. So in, the, in terms of self-love where this can show up is like dwelling on your imperfections on your skin negatively comparing yourself to others or finding finding all the reasons why you're not good enough continuously again and again and again Mm -hmm. and it can become a thought pattern the more that you repeat stuff or repeat things or words or ideas the more that it becomes a pattern and that's how you'll find yourself in the same patterns the same scenarios or thinking the same things over and over and over so And an example of this too, to really get this clear is, which I found really fascinating, was everyone feels the need to stop and watch a car wreck instead of stopping to watch a sunset or sunrise. We love hearing bad news. (laughs) Love. I mean... (laughs) Me like, who what? listens
0: to true crime every morning
1: <laughs> on the way to work. I mean, you know, it. I mean, in a way it's, it's good to hear what's going on in the world, but then there's another thing when you are constantly exposing yourself to all of, of what is going wrong in the world. Yeah. And then you perceive the world as bad. Right. And, and then you don't feel safe like you can make all of these stories that you're not safe in your and being yourself you're you're not safe in being your true self and you're showing your authentic self to the world because you don't yeah. feel safe in it so that's when it becomes really destructive right because now you're not being who you really are and also when we tend to really uh, focus in on the bad and continue to focus and focus, focus. Other examples of this can be fighting with your partner and then only remembering all of the things that they did wrong, all of their flaws, not remembering any of the good. Yeah. And putting that to the side. And I, I am definitely one who has trouble with this and mm-hmm. I'm still working on this. Or, focusing on all your perceived failures and throwing your achievements in the trash. Not even, yeah. you know, if you go about your day, for example, you're getting ready for work and and you miss the gym because you ran late and then you think, well, now I missed the gym. Well, I guess that means I'm a failure. I guess that means that I don't deserve love and you go down the spiral and it just continues to like you said in the question fester in your mind and it really doesn't help anything or solve anything right um another example could be remembering that time you embarrassed yourself in front of everyone in public i literally talked about
0: this in (laughs) my meditation episode because there you know what i mean like when you're meditating and i feel like you're sitting in that quiet, and that's when those thoughts come in. It's yes. like, remember in sixth grade how you <laughs> uh like didn't thank this person for a gift and instead like told them that you didn't like it. And now you're this awful. you're you were awful. That was awful of you to do that in sixth grade. And you're just like oh, sitting there and you're like
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> and- <laughs> yes, you dwell on that, right? Yeah. And you uh We're going to get to to this in a little while, but to the attachment of that, Mm. but then you have trouble being yourself in public because then you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to embarrass myself again. I'm going to humiliate myself. Mm -hmm. Everyone is going to judge me, all of that. Mm -hmm. And then also not feeling good enough. This is another example, not feeling good enough because of all of your mistakes that you've made in the past. Really. Really. It's almost like zooming in and having this view of the world that is just darkened. And when you continue to do that, that that is what it's going to become. And, And a good point that I have learned is that what you focus on expands. So like I said, like that zoom effect, and that is where your attention that is where your, your energy is going to flow Mm -hmm. and all the other possibilities, you're going to be blindsided to them. And during the day, your brain is going to find more things that is going to validate those, those on the side of negative that you perceive as negative thoughts. And one filtering system that our brain has is the RAS or the reticular activating system. And this filters between the conscious mind and the unconscious mind. It filters a million of pieces of information that our brain is processing throughout the day. And really it's only only allows what is important or of interest to us, to the conscious mind. And that is what we, the, the conscious mind, we basically are aware of throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So basically if you are focusing on all of the things that are going wrong, all of the things that you find are not good enough about you, then that is what your RAS is going to filter through. Yeah. And that is what you're going to perceive your, the world is, is how you're going to perceive the world. Yeah. And, and it really, so basically the negative thoughts are going to be filtered through that RAS. Your attention is going to be on those negative thoughts, and it's just going to continue, right? If you don't change what you're focusing on, it's going to continue, but it's not to say that you shouldn't just throw it under the rug, right? Right. You still have to do some work there. And it doesn't just come from a thought, right? And we're going to get into this in a little while too. Your thoughts before any of that came from a, your belief system, so that's where you have to really look at is your beliefs. So you are seeing right. Yeah, it may not be physical. Mm-hmm. It's on a little whatever your computer, tablet, your phone, yeah, your tablet, whatever you're using. But you are still exposing yourself to words, to images, to stories,
0: to perfection.
1: Yeah, to to other per- perfections, and you may compare yourself to whatever is going on online and then judge yourself for it and be like, why am I not there? This person is traveling all over the world. Why can't I have that? And you may go into a place of lack a place of scarcity and you know, forget about all of the other abundance, right? Right. You're focusing on what you're lacking. So your brain is going to pick out all the things that are going quote unquote wrong right now, in this point of time, and completely miss, it's like putting a a, bl- a blinder on you, yeah. or putting um, a little sleep mask. You don't even see what you already have. Mm. Like yep. completely missing that.
0: Yeah. And like, how realistic are we being here? Like, mm-hmm. I can make it look like I have, I have my shit together all the time. Mm-hmm. I can make it look that way on social media. That's the easiest thing to do. It's very temporary. It takes two seconds to make it look like that. And then the rest of the time out, outside of the phone, my life doesn't look that perfect, right? But no mm-hmm. one's seeing those sides. So people yeah. start losing their sense of realism in life and start going off of this perceived perfectionism of social media.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, And then it's unrealistic. You're setting unrealistic standards for yourself. Oh, big time. That's almost setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. If, you know, it's an airbrushed image. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, this this can be a reality for me, but it's filtered. Yeah. Right. It's a technological filter. And we don't have the ability to go in the mirror and put a filter on our mirrors. We have to come face to face with ourselves every single day you know brushing your teeth whatever you do in the mirror you have to come face to face with who you are yeah and i mean right now at this point in time if you can't say if you have a hard time saying that you love yourself maybe just start with what do you find that you like what do you find that you appreciate about yourself right what is your strengths what do you find yeah it like what what values do you feel like you bring to people and what values do you feel you can bring to yourself? Yeah. No.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad for, uh, you know, like our generation, we got kind of a bit of both. Like we grew up in the era where there wasn't these cell phones that weren't like Nokia, like cell phones, I don't know. Or Mm -hmm. like those awful flip phones in the nineties, That were probably like 30 pounds, but like, (laughs) like cords attached to the wall. And, you know, we grew up with a sense of play, imagination, creativity, Mm -hmm. and so quickly got dragged into the internet and social media. And it's just, I feel bad for kids who grew up in this time where they're past a tablet um, and I can't even blame parents for doing that because I think uh, the time we're spending with social media, it makes, uh, it, it's totally different now. Like mm. we don't have that um, patience, like everything's so instantaneous. We don't have uh, any time for calmness or rest. There's no self-care time at work. Like,
1: yeah.
0: Everything is push, push, push. And so these kids are growing up on coca melon, which that's the whole issue on its own, I think. Honestly. I
1: loves that.
0: It's like a my honestly, two-year-old sister. It's like a cult. And like I mean that in the like the best terms <laughs> I can say. But it really, it really is like you have have you watched her put it on?
1: Yes. And she's she gets literally zoned,
0: glued. Glued.
1: Glued. Glued.
0: And and they have shown studies or, uh, that where there has been more temper tantrums with kids that are watching Cocomelon because mm. it's almost like it lights this this part of their brain that also that would be as if a an adult were to go to a casino and play the slot machine. What? It's, it's like completely addictive, and so you'll see uh-uh. increase in temper tantrums. And this is like we have people in these uh, like TV, marketing, whatever, like people who can create this, this level of entertainment now to where mm. we're completely sucked in. Now we have stuff like the Oculus and virtual reality that that's, that's our next peek into what's next for everyone. And it's just going so quickly. Like we're mm. only in our twenties. We we've been in both. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: It's like almost like you have a double life.
0: Yeah. I, I'm yeah. I'm just happy that we can look back. Like why I feel bad is these kids nowadays, they can't look back to a time where they would just go outside and go ride their scooters and go play and 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 not have not have to pay, like pay for tech. You had to pay for texting. We had to pay to call people. Uh, if you wanted to talk to your friends, you had to use the landline, which a lot of people don't (laughs) even have anymore. And (laughs) if you did use the landline, your mom could be listening on the other end and you wouldn't even know it. Mm. You can't Mm. text your friends. Um, and then all of a sudden we're in high school and we have, uh, iPods that are touchscreen and my parents would take my cell phone and I could text from my iPod. I was like, they don't even know. It's like they're like kids are keeping up with social media so much that parents can't keep up anymore either. Like mm. you have to be a kid to figure it out.
1: Yeah. Crazy.
0: It's crazy. Can you
1: imagine all of the insecurity? Like, mm. imagine I-, I felt insecure as a 13-year-old, but imagine plus having Instagram.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, our insecurities came <sighs> from like Teen Magazine. What was that? Um, Oh, uh, what was that magazine?
1: Um, um, Was it the Disney Channel one?
0: It was something. Was it T-16 or something? Like whatever.
1: Yes. Actually, know, 17. So, yeah. Yes.
0: Oh, everyone low rise jeans, like super, <laughs> like super thin was like the thing. Like you, mm. you had to be like, and listen, I was not. I like and and there were no clothing stores like Fashion Nova and all these places that or other places that celebrate like different size women. Like there was none mm-hmm. of that. And just because there is now doesn't mean that there's no issues with body image because we have right. social media that still shows what the ideal body image is. Now it's, you know, kind of like this hourglass curvy figure and whatever. Mm-hmm. But but understanding that that's always changing is something that people I think will help themselves with. Like our bodies will not forever be the way that they look right now. Like your body, how it is right now is not going to be what it looks like in five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and so on. It's not what it looks like five years ago. And, Mm. and to just be content and understanding and respecting of where you are right now makes a really big difference
1: yes because if you don't love where you where you are now how are you going to love where you are five years from now
0: yeah I mean I was probably like before COVID I was I'm probably like maybe 10 pounds heavier since COVID Mm -hmm. and I'm happier with my body now than I was then. Now, do I still see some flaws in myself that I'll pinpoint, especially if I'm feeling down that week or whatever, Mm -hmm. of course, but I look at pictures and I look like back at pictures. I used to take a lot of like mirror pictures, making sure my stomach looked a certain way. Mm
1: -hmm. And I remember
0: thinking like how big I looked. I remember Mm -hmm. thinking like completely not, I was never satisfied with where I was. And if you're not satisfied with where you are, then you're going to, you're basically telling your future self to not be as well.
1: Mm, Yeah. Yeah. It's a direct reflection of what's going to come.
0: Yeah. Sad. Anyway, social media, that needs to be a whole episode. Uh, So (laughs) how can we turn our negative self-talk into positive self-love?
1: Yes. So as I was saying, your, thoughts stem from your belief system Mm -hmm. and I mean affirmations are great and all you may have heard of affirmations but and there's just basically what affirmations are are you repeating to yourself over and over and over again the words that make that words of love words of light and compassion but it can only really work on the surface level right and if you don't truly believe what you are telling yourself, then those really the negative belief will still be there in your subconscious. Yeah. And what it takes is first becoming aware of the kind of self-talk that is going on in your mind. Because sometimes we drown them out, we don't hear them, we push them to the side, we ignore them, right? Yeah. And like I was saying before, your thoughts and your feelings are Connected. So, a good way to do this is to first identify like, what are you feeling right now? If it's any discomfort, or if you start to feel not good enough, right? And what was that thought previously? What is that narrative that you're continuously telling yourself just five seconds ago? And that's what created. That feeling and this is when you can start to become aware that's the first step is awareness because then you track your thought you know the the self-talk that was just occurring just just passed that just passed and then here is where your power lies because you can start to question that thought and realize that if you are the observer of your thought then you are not your thoughts they do not define you. They're not who you are. Yep. So really start to question those thoughts and ask yourself, is that really true?
0: Whose voice is that? That's kind of something that we brought up in the episode previously. Whose yeah. voice are you hearing? Because it's not this.
1: Yeah. Right, right. And, and I think as an example to kind of go along with these steps, I think would be good is first let's go back to the first so that we can like go through some examples as I'm like explaining them. Mm -hmm. So what is the thought? So maybe, maybe I, I sat down and I started to feel a lot of guilt and shame. I was okay. Where is this coming from? What was I just telling myself? And then I go back and I, I think, okay, Oh, wow. I, I do come to terms that my thought was, I don't feel good enough in where I am at right now. I don't feel like a good coach. Maybe that was my thought. And so that can be a story that I continue to tell myself. And then, the, and then I start to question the thought, okay, well, is this true? Is this true that I'm a bad coach? Mm-hmm. Is this serving me? Is would I tell this to another one of my coach friends? Uh,
0: that's a good to point. Another
1: best friend, right? Why
0: am I talking to myself like I would never talk mm-hmm. to the, like that to anybody
1: else, right? And if you wouldn't tell someone else that, then chances are you're probably not okay with telling yourself that as well. So you shouldn't be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And so. Then I realized, Oh no, this isn't true because my clients have told me in the past that they think I'm a, an amazing coach. Mm-hmm. They think I'm really, really good at what I do, what you are. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So just,
0: I know first dance
1: <laughs> <laughs> So going to that example, questioning that thought, right. That's where your power lies. And then how can you dis- disprove yeah that thought how can you contradict the thought or belief that is coming up for you and as i said before i can say that my clients have told me what a good coach i am or i can say that i've had a lot of clients even tell me okay like how they feel after the sessions, Mm -hmm. you know, going and transforming them from the start of the sessions to the end. And, you know, really, really finding all of the, I mean, you don't have to create a full list, but think of some ideas of how you can cut it off. Yeah. Yeah. Cut it out. What is, how is it distruthful? How is it your untruth? It's an untruth about yourself. And then what new belief do you want instead? Right. Yeah coming up with a new belief that is your truth, that is going to be more serving for you and is more empowering. So one that I, for this example, it could be, I am an amazing coach, right? But it can't stop right there. And that's where the affirmations are kind of cutting it off, right? Because that's an affirmation, right? I'm an amazing coach. I'm an amazing coach. But if I Mm -hmm. still don't believe that, Mm -hmm. if I'm still not, and our brain loves this, tying the statements with evidence, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not gonna matter. And so what evidence will take? Will it take to prove that new empowering thought, that new empowering belief? And one thing that I can that I can do, okay, well, I'm an amazing coach. I can say, well, I think that I, I feel like a natural when I'm coaching. you know That could be one of my little lists. I feel like I was born to do this. That can be on my list. You Mm -hmm. can think of as much evidence as possible and create a new story filled with love and light. Really change that past narrative that you were telling yourself that you're not good enough, that you don't feel worthy, that you don't deserve love and really tap into what it would be like and how your story and narrative would change if you believe quite the opposite, that you are enough, that you are worthy, that you deserve the most purest love. And, and then lastly, how can you embody that belief? If you are someone who thinks that you are good enough for success, good, if you are a good coach, if you are an amazing teacher, an amazing therapist, then how can you embody that belief? if you're an amazing therapist or a coach or a teacher or whatever, how do they show up? How does that amazing person show up and, you know, act upon that your actions are going to change the way you speak to yourself changes the way that you treat yourself is going to change. And you're going to show up a completely whole new different version of yourself. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, Yeah. Would you like to uh, try this exercise with me?
0: Oh, what exercise? Of course.
1: So like, as I just, I break down the little steps and I gave like an example, but would you want to be a little vulnerable and give a little example of what you may be? I'll always be vulnerable. Let's go. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Have you been just in the past or just recently, have you just noticed anything showing up for you? Any feelings of discomfort? Um,
0: yeah, you know what? I have been having, like, I've been dealing with some body image issues, like in my mm-hmm. past, I ha- that has been coming up more recent for me.
1: Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm sorry to hear that. I know that that can be really hard and a struggle for sure. It's okay, we have a session it's after totally this. <laughs> So what, if you have been feeling this body shame within you, what was Mm -hmm. the exact thought? Can you pinpoint that?
0: Um, let's see. I think for me right now, like, I feel like my arms, I'm just not comfortable with like, Mm -hmm. like for me, I just feel like they are a difference. Like they just are disproportionate to my body. So it, mm. it like, for me, I see my arms and I know this is very like dysmorphic imaging in my mind. So I like, mm-hmm. I'm, I know I'm being realistic about it. Um, but it's, it's sometimes like I, I like try to put myself at a certain angle to make them look like more proportionate with my body and stuff like that. Mm. So that's my thought process.
1: Okay. So do you truly believe that that thought or belief is true
0: i know that I, I see like that's hard because it goes in with my dysmorphia and like mm-hmm. so like that part of my brain is like uh yeah <laughs> and then the <laughs> other part of my brain's like no nah, it's just a dysmorphia talking but it's mm-hmm. it's it is hard to like separate those two because yeah. I, like but realistic me and like and uh like client me, like who was really trying to work on myself is very much honest with the fact that I know that that's not how I feel, but it is Mm -hmm. that part of my brain in the back of my head saying, like, it's like trying to fight with you, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So is it empowering to believe that?
0: Oh, no. (laughs)
1: no is it serving you
0: oh god no no
1: and would you tell your best friend this
0: oh my gosh no uh
1: damn. See, i feel like maybe there is some <laughs> like disconnect because i feel like in your heart like all of those answers are coming from your heart right yeah your heart knew, no, it was coming from an, a really genuine place of love that no, I would never speak to this way with my um, friends or family, or this isn't empowering, this is empowering, this isn't serving me. So do you feel like, <clears throat> do you feel like it'd be beneficial to you to start to let go of this belief in this thought pattern?
0: Yeah, I do. I think it would be, uh, it would help me I mean, obviously anything, especially body image wise, like if I were mm-hmm. to, if I'm able to get past that, it's almost like I can easily get past a lot of things If I, like yeah. getting past that.
1: Yeah. So, and I think this was a little key step that I missed because sometimes we may have a thought that we're not ready to change. Right. True. We could know that it's disempowering. We can know that it's unserving us, but at this point in time, we may not feel ready or we may not believe yet that it can be better for us to change it. So are you ready now to create a new belief that you want instead? Yes. All right. So what new belief do you feel like could be better serving for you or new thought?
0: Maybe like Like my, my arms do a lot for me. Like my body does a lot for me and Mm -hmm. I should be appreciative of what it does for me and not just like what it looks like.
1: Yes. Yes. I love that. Now I feel like since I did add another question, I think I skipped one. Mm -hmm. So going back to that original belief, how can you disprove that thought? I know this could, this one can be really, really a tricky one.
0: Um, I guess like. It's not ever something I look at with other people. mm, Like I never look at someone's arms and I'm like. Look at, look at her arms. Like I don't, I just. I like, it's like, I only do it to myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's necessarily disproving anything other than the fact that like, why am I so hyper-focused on
1: mine? Yeah. Yeah. Um, going back to the RAS, what you focus on yeah. looks expand. <laughs> so, um, so I mean, that, that's a good start though of noticing and becoming aware of that is okay. Well, I'm not really pointing out this fact to anybody else. Right. Um, So going back to your new belief that your arms do so much for you and you appreciate your body, that part of your body, what evidence will it take to prove that belief? Probably like,
0: like going to the gym and like doing like, I know that sounds like it's kind of feeding into the dysmorphic views, but I do feel like Mm -hmm. I I do like that would be showing that how much they do for me by, uh, pushing them and like, not act like not pretending as if I I'm like unable to do things because of them. Like, I can't, I don't know if that makes sense, but like, I think I like underestimate yeah. the ability
1: to carry stuff for you. Like yeah. luggage, like boxes, yeah. like being able to move stuff.
0: Very physical things like mm-hmm. with my arms. So weird when I talk about it out loud, like, and I, and I hope like, I, I'm always willing to be vulnerable, especially on this platform, because I, I know that there's someone listening that feels that way, maybe about their arms or their legs or their, Hmm. Head, I don't know anything, you know, and there's something mm-hmm. out there that people struggle with. And like, this is definitely something that I think I do. But I think that definitely physically for me, physical movement helps. And it just makes like, like I don't, I, I've changed my way of viewing working out. I don't work out to lose weight or to look a certain way. I work out because I like to feel strong. I like to mm-hmm. feel like I can do anything. Like I, I like to feel like I can lift up a hundred pounds when I need to, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And it it makes me feel good about myself. So that's how I would connect those two.
1: I love that. I I also just got a little thought as well of what your arms can do for you as well, because it provides love, right? Hugs. You can show love through hugs and hugging other people like your family and friends yeah and you know that connection it builds that connection with others that physical connection at least so that's very true mm -hmm.
0: um
1: so now now that you have created some evidence and store how would you show up for yourself how can you embody that belief
0: maybe by being more um centered like and grounded in just what you said like hugging my husband or or my animals like uh, like if i couldn't do that that would like break my heart you know what i mean like mm-hmm. if i didn't have that ability that's something that i sh- like i want to be more grateful for and i guess i never thought mm-hmm. of it in those in that way like something that i i would be lost if i didn't have
1: yeah, 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 embrace. It's so like I don't know. Yeah, like a heart. It's almost like you're connecting your heart, heart to heart when you have that embrace. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how do you feel after that exercise?
0: I feel good. I feel like that was something that I, I did. I, I mean, you just had me come to a realization about something that has been bothering me more this past week than than it had in a while. And I'm, Mm -hmm. and I'm, it's almost like I feel more grateful for having these arms now, if that makes sense. Like, so no matter what they look like, that what they do for me is more important.
1: Yes. Yes. The feelings. Dang girl.
0: See, I told y'all she's good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, those who may be wondering, like, how can I actually apply this exercise, I say you can journal, you can have these questions out as a journal Yeah. or if you feel like maybe you want to just do a voice memo and talk to yourself about these things and kind of be your own coach, right? You can be literally who you want to be to yourself. And, and that would be a great, a great way, because then you can even look back at that voice memo, look back at your journaling prompts, like we said, and see how far you've come. And anyway,
0: I'll have you send me those questions and I'll put it in like an Instagram post. So anyone who's listening and wants to be able to have those jotted down somewhere, you can go to uh, the Instagram page and yes, find them. I think that's, yes.
1: uh, so that, that was actually one thing that I learned through my coaching training. And that's one thing, how I have really transformed my, my self-talk. Yeah. So that's one powerful exercise you can do for yourself. That is very today. today.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, thank you for that. Because I think that was needed. Well, how can we maintain this way of self-love and self-love thinking? How can we maintain that?
1: Yes. So I think it takes first becoming Mm self-aware of when you are falling out of love with yourself and choosing that path of love again and again. And as we said before, giving yourself grace if you are, because it happens, it happens to all of us. Okay. And, and really, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter the perfection, right? I've said this before, progress over perfection. Remember that as you are really creating a self-love practice for yourself. And as I'm going to go into having a daily self-love practice or ritual And making it a lifestyle and who you are, really. Um, And knowing that it's okay to put yourself first. It is okay. It's not selfish putting yourself first because it's only when you stop to really love yourself and care for yourself that you can then give back to your community, give back to your family and friends. Because you may, I mean, I don't want to say the, I guess I can, but pouring from an empty cup, you know, it's like, Oh that yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. and one you of know, my favorite sayings. Yeah. And then you're not truly giving your full self. You're yeah. not being your full self because you're so drained and exhausted yep. giving out to everybody else when you haven't thought of yourself, yeah, you know, um, and a good way to maintain this is to plan them out. Put them on your schedule if it's something brand new, yeah. because if you write it down, put it on your schedule, then um, it it could be easier to come back to. And what this could look like, I mean, this could look like different, different to you, but there are different rituals that you can do for yourself, such as maybe journaling or meditating or breathwork or dance. Yeah. It's going to be different for you. And it really will take a little bit of an experiment on your part to see what truly works for you. What really brings you back to the state of love? And and coming back to that remembrance, right? Of I am love, I am light. And yeah. So another tip that I can give is how do you want to, how do you want to love yourself? that day and you can start your mornings with this and really visualize yourself you know at certain parts of your day maybe in the morning or evening or little tidbits throughout the day or uh in the afternoon how would how would that look like and really visualize yourself going through that mm-hmm. and that works as an intention as an, a little intention and a daily reminder before even going out and stepping out of your bed right Um, And then also having a deeper intention or deeper driven why to why loving yourself is important to you. And this is going to be different for everyone because when you come down with a why that is just really unique to you, then that will be your motivation to keep going. Even when it's hard, even when you find it really difficult to come back to love. Maybe you're in the state of anxiety, maybe you're in the state of depression and it's really, really hard to give yourself love that day. But when you can have this deeper driven purposeful why, Mm -hmm. then it's so much easier to be like, oh my gosh, this is why I have chosen this path of love. And you will continue to do that again. and And then also another thing that I would want, like to mention, and I got this idea yesterday, but you are the one person who you are required to spend the rest of your life with. Wow. Yep. Right. And I'm gonna talk a little bit about this in my, my self-love journey, but okay, with this fact in mind, I came to that realization and I really, I was like, if I don't love myself now, I'm going to spend years regretting that decision. Yeah, Regretting not choosing love and not giving myself the chance to transform my relationship with myself because I have that responsibility. I have that choice, right? To choose that. And then I thought of the song, but I'm going to cut it off at a certain point. Will you still love me when I'm uh. Yeah. And like, you could sing that to yourself, you know? And it's not, when, when I say maintain, when you ask the question, maintain, I think of, it doesn't matter what's going on outside of yourself. Yeah because you have the security within, you have the love within. It doesn't matter. Like you said, your body is going to change over time. Your face is going to change over time, but are you going to look in that mirror? And just because it's different, just because you see wrinkles, just because you see, you know, eye wrinkles around your eye, is that going to prevent you from loving yourself still?
0: Right. When those eye wrinkles were a sign of laughter and joy and and your past yeah, and, and yeah. things like that, like mm-hmm. growth in certain ways. And it happens to everyone. I think mm-hmm. that that that's a beautiful way of thinking of things, truly. Because mm-hmm. you, you'll that's like lost time that you can't get back, that you could have yeah. spent loving yourself.
1: Yeah. And I think um, I've heard this from maybe a podcast or something. And they said that the one regret that a lot of um, people in the hospital that are dying and their regret, it's just their regrets. They have a lot of yeah regrets. And I don't, I want to lessen that list, right? And one right, of them right, right. being loving myself wholeheartedly. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Damn, yeah. I mean, I think of like, got like I feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves to get everything but like that's the biggest thing you could do
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like Mm -hmm. you can travel the world and still not like yourself you can have all the money in the world and still not like yourself and like in the end like that's what really matters
1: yes it's so important it's so important because I mean that's where you basically find some of your fulfillment right within yourself. And if you're not happy with yourself, how can you feel fulfilled in life? How can you find happiness or bliss? Right. It's going to feel going to be really hard being nice to others. Even maybe you feel some resentment or hate within yourself. So you give that resentment to others, because I mean, why would you give love to others? If you, you know, it's, if it's hard to give to yourself, it's going to be hard to give to others.
0: Oh, big time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if it seems like you are like it's, it's in other ways, like you're losing that more and more that ability to.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <sighs> well, what about this journey? Do your clients find the most difficult?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I think the old self-sabotaging patterns that keep coming up, and I mean, it is hard. Change is really hard letting yeah. go of old thought patterns, old behaviors, old mm-hmm. attitudes, old mindsets that you know aren't serving you, but they're still kind of attached to you mm-hmm. like glue. And it's hard to let go because it's almost, you feel like you're losing a part of your identity, right? Right. And so that is what I find they have, one of the things they have the most difficulty with is just just letting go of some of their old parts of themselves that isn't serving them, and then finding that they're in the same patterns and the th- same thought patterns. And then as that happens, learning to give themselves grace, right? And in that process, because it's gonna happen, it's, change is really hard, and it's not gonna be perfect when you are on this growth journey and on the self-love journey. Um, And then also I think accepting that developing your relationship with with yourself takes time. Just like when you are developing a new relationship with a friend or a boyfriend, you can't force that relationship and be like, be my friend, be my best friend, (laughs) right? be my boyfriend right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It takes the same thing with yourself. If you are shedding old thoughts, shedding old belief systems, all of that, and coming into a whole new version of yourself, it's going to take a lot of time and practice to be loving with yourself. And during the process, I think really giving yourself grace and all of it, you know, um, is really important. So that's what I think they have the most difficulty with, but I think that doesn't mean that that's always gonna be that way, right? They can have, they have the power within themselves to to really grow from that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's, um, you made up a good point. Like that change is extremely difficult and uncomfortable um mm. e- you know kimmy kimmy is one of our friends and she is she's told me one day that you know get comfortable with being uncomfortable and that's yeah that phrase has stuck with me so much because that's how change is it takes work it's not just going to come to you you can't just think like okay i'm going to have it in my mind to love myself more mm-hmm. but not do the work to to make it happen and expect that change to just come and give itself to you. It it takes the effort. It takes, you know, whether that's your journaling or your meditation or your self-affirmations, like it takes time out of your day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's realizing too, that you deserve that time.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. Too. And not feeling like, Oh my gosh, I don't feel like I like this is important enough for me right now. It it truly is. Even just five minutes,
0: right? I was about a to say
1: world of difference.
0: You're putting in like what an eight hour shift at work, and I know it can. You can come home and you're exhausted and you don't feel like doing anything. But even if it's that five minute ride home, mm-hmm. you take that time to just talk with yourself and check in with yourself. Or maybe it's the time you t- take in the shower or the tub. Or it's the time you're making your dinner or your breakfast, or literally you can be doing something while thinking in your mind. Like if you feel like you have to constantly be on the go, start with working with yourself while you are and -hmm. then try to work towards maybe being more stationary and sitting with those thoughts. And like, you don't have to be a perfect self-love guru Mm -hmm. immediately, like it takes time and it can be as slow as of a journey as you want it to be.
1: Yeah. 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 Don't, don't rush anything. No, trust that's the process.
0: Right. It won't stick. If you're trying to push it too much, like mm-hmm. you wanted it to, be you wanted to resistance, be, right. And you want yeah. it to be a lifestyle change, like a, like a difference in your mindset, not just this, like you, it's kind of like a, another, you know, if you're trying to, change your dieting or like how you eat healthy. Like if you just cram in all this healthy food and you're not giving into any temptations or if you go on these fad diets like keto or the whole 30 or whatever it is, like eventually your those diets are going to end yeah. and you're going to you know see that weight gain come back and because that's it's unrealistic to be able to keep up with those
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: So what is, what is your self journey look like? What, what was like that? Like for you?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I, whenever you sent me this question, I really went back to my high school days. Okay. And because I feel like I really did value and put a lot of weight on our external validation mm-hmm. with that being just the boys that I dated, or you know, I, I really couldn't find the love within myself. So I tried to seek it else, else out where mm-hmm. without outside myself. And I really I didn't like what I saw in the mirror. And I really thought, you know, I want to be somebody else. I didn't like being myself. I thought I was, you know, I had just this really harmful and destructive story about myself. And I wasn't confident in who I was. I didn't really feel like I can be my authentic self around others because I didn't like my authentic self at the time. And then I started, so that was like high school with external validation. And then also with that too, I want to add is I didn't believe that I was worthy of love or that I deserved love, so I constantly self sabotaged my relationships, and uh, I think you know this as well with my current relationship. You know that story, but I want to say too is that in college I had a lot of anxiety as well, and I think that crippled me from being mm-hmm. my true self. And I still looked in the mirror, didn't feel good enough in being me and just being me. And I didn't think that was enough. And then I think it started in, let's see. So I think when I was really introduced to self-love beforehand, I I had this wishful thinking because I saw everyone I could kind of compare myself on social media they look so happy and in themselves and even just walking around sometimes in the mall or whatnot I saw girls out there and they just looked so happy and so content and I wanted that for myself I wanted to be confident in who I was I wanted to love myself but something inside me was blocking me from doing that. Nobody was forcing me to hate myself. Nobody mm-hmm. was forcing me to not come to terms with love and have a relationship, a really deep and meaningful relationship with myself. And I knew that I was stopping myself. So I began yoga and yoga is where it really started for me in college. At first, I went to my first yoga class in person and I was laughing because on the inside i was laughing i didn't laugh like out out <laughs> because i didn't know what it was it was so new to me and i was like i just found it i was like i'm giggling right now i don't know why i can't take it seriously
0: uh-huh, uh-huh. but
1: when i finally just i did it by myself in my home a couple of times i like a couple of times just you know i bought a yoga mat and i started just doing some at home videos and it was there on the mat when I started being gentle with myself I started practicing kindness Mm -hmm. towards myself and every single time that I stepped on the mat that's what happened and at first it was just like a little bitty drop it was a little bitty nudge or a little bitty just almost like Uh, It was like my higher self speaking to me almost. Uh And I was starting to connect with her along the way. And that relationship deepened and deepened. And I think also that I think it felt so uncomfortable at the time because I never knew what that was like. And then I realized, oh, I don't have to look outside myself to love myself. I can have all of this right now, right here, starting now with the choices that I make. And so something within me started to change when I started stepping into this light and then awakening my higher self. So it was like, as my program, I start, I kind of like think of this like my program, It was like my flowers within me, the loving flowers within me were faded and wilted, like my poor petunia over there, who I can't keep alive. Story of my life.
0: Yeah.
1: So it was just wilted and faded. And they were just waiting for me to give them love Mm -hmm. and to give them the nourishment that they deserve. And so when I started doing this, I think that is when I started to, you know, feel some flowers starting to bloom within my heart again Mm -hmm. and really being open and receptive to giving myself love and others love as well. Um, So, yeah. And then I just started envisioning myself and, and envisioning a life for myself where I felt love, abundance, happiness, peace, bliss, security from within And I think this is something that I'm still working on and it's something that I, I still need to heal because that is a huge, huge pattern. I think life lesson, universal lesson of mine to learn Mm -hmm. is really detaching myself from external factors Yeah, and like just kind of cutting that off and just relying on myself. Um, so yeah, that is, that is like, It's a long story made short is what I gave (laughs) you.
0: Very powerful. And I think that um, it goes into like the healing, like you said, like how beneficial coaching and therapy working together Mm -hmm. can be for somebody because like working on yourself in therapy is obviously needed and it gets you to a certain point. Yeah. Then you just like need to, how can I figure out like, Therapists can't give advice. They can't, can coaches, I don't, I'm not sure if they can.
1: So if we go towards advice, then it's more of mentoring. So I kind of flip-flop between those because I, I flip-flop between mentoring and coaching. Coaching is more asking questions and Mm -hmm. getting the client to, you know, kind of pull it out on their own from from the client. Yes.
0: So that's more like their therapy style counseling. Mm-hmm. But like when you're mm-hmm. giving advice to someone, like we're not allowed to do that. So like you can get to a certain extent and then it's like, well, I still have these questions that I need answered. Like I need, mm-hmm. I need to put in this work outside of my mind. I need like physical understanding. And that's where I think coaching comes in handy a lot for, yeah. uh, for people, for clients.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: Well, so I appreciate you being so vulnerable and how much you talked about on this episode today. I think people are gonna learn a lot from this episode. Um, so I I can only imagine that after hearing this, they're gonna know where they they're gonna to wanna to know where to follow you and where to find you.
1: Yes, yes, of course. So my Instagram, my coaching Instagram is blissfully.bloom, B-L-I-S-S-F-U-L-L-Y dot. B-L-O-O-M. And basically all of my other accounts that I have, such as my podcast, my YouTube channel, they also are named Blissfully Bloom. So I have them all connected. So it's fairly easy to find me.
0: Awesome. I'll put, I'll make sure to put it in the show notes um, you're at, what am I thinking? Your username?
1: yes yes thank you thank you like the, a- the at <laughs> <laughs> the act symbol
0: <laughs> and um why don't you give a little description of the services that you offer
1: yes yes so i do have a self-love program called blossom from within mm-hmm. and basically if you struggle with learning how to love yourself really attaching your worth to external value to external factors or if you find, if you feel like you're not good enough in who you are, you have low self-confidence, you struggle with your anxiety really taking the front seat and then your authenticity is left in the back, then this program was meant for you. And you can apply for it on my Instagram page. I have a little bio for that. Or you can also book a free 30 minute discovery call to see if it's a good fit for you. Um, And you can also get that booking on my Instagram bio on my Linktree link that I have on there. And there'll be a booking link on that um, Linktree. So also I do offer self-love retreats. I am offering one this summer, but there is a limited amount of spots for this first one. So really I'm going to, let's see, this first one is called Awaken Your Love. And I have a feeling I'm going to be, offering it more times than, than I can count because I already feel like it's going to be so beneficial. I'm going to have breath work, yoga, sunrise and sunset yoga, sound healing with sound bowls and and chimes going on. I have meditations. We're gonna go on hikes here in Colorado Springs. And I do plan on doing worldwide retreats in the future. So I have big, big plans for my retreats. So stay tuned for those. And then also, a service that you may not know of, uh, uh, Sam, but I just, I just came up with it a few weeks ago is I'm going to be offering intuitive coaching
0: sessions. Oh, stop. Oh my gosh. Sign yes. me up.
1: please. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that is going to be, you know, maybe for you, if you don't know, if you want to join the program, but you just want coaching, this can be for you. If you feel like, you may be having some blockages within you from mm-hmm. really stepping into your full potential if you struggle with you know and it specifically my niche is self love and spiritual mm-hmm. so that's what the intuitive is going to be about but basically with the intuitive coaching you set the terms for like your goals right you come up with your goals and we really work on those together
0: i love that and i'm i'm excited for the retreat it yes. sounds like just like, you know, like you book vacations, right? You go on these vacations and they're not vaca- like they're not relaxing. No. You come back. You're not relaxed. You just went like you spend every minute of every day doing something because you got to get that money's worth in that you're, mm-hmm. you are You got to get that sightseeing in. And like this sounds like a ho- like a seriously. Like rejuvenating type mm. of retreat. So yes, that, that's
1: the intention to really yeah. um heal throughout it, you know, come to a place of yeah, tapping into your own self healing abilities because I'm the guide, but then you're doing all of the work, right?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then you gotta
0: like you have to like what are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it kind of gives you the uh the Hang on. It gives you the i got i got it, <laughs> it gives you the permission to work on yourself. Like it gives you yes. that time and space.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that word for it.
0: Yeah, thank you. I was getting there. It took me a second, <laughs> but I figured it out. I have such bad brain farts sometimes. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so so much for coming on today. I can't. I can't talk highly enough about tori as a coach like she's just starting out but she is gonna go go so so far in this career because she i mean y'all heard it in this episode like i had a realization that i didn't have before and like she she brings it out in me every session that i have with her um i highly recommend her program and you're hosting 10 people correct for the, the retreat. No, no, no. The, the program. Um, the program,
1: the program right now, I don't have a set number, but I think maybe five women, five to six.
0: Okay. I would hop on that ASAP. If you're listening, it's worth every penny. And it's so reasonable. Honestly, I feel like I'm like, I feel like I owe you back pay like do, <laughs> truly. Um, but Yes. Definitely hit her up and hit up her program. Talk to her. If you're not sure she has that free consult,
1: mm-hmm. there's,
0: there's no, there's no bad risk, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and also at the discovery call, I mean, it really is a coaching call as well. So you get to see like how I coach, if you yep. vibe with how I yep. structure things in my coaching and if you resonate as well. So
0: Well, thank you so much, Tori. I'm excited for our session. Literally right when I end this call.
1: Uh, (laughs) I'm excited.
0: (laughs) We have so much to talk about. Um, (laughs) And thank you for coming on today's episode.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for having me.
0: All right. Well, you have a great Sunday.
1: Yes, I'll see you in a few.
0: In literally a second. Okay. (laughs) Bye.
1: Bye. (laughs) Bye.
0: Today's music was written and produced by Tyler O'Brien. You can find him on Instagram at dreamscape, D-R-E-A-M-S-C-A-P-E. And follow his band at wastelander underscore band on Instagram.